0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the best free premium tools on the entire internet for helping you win your fantasy basketball league. Go check them out right now, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler, Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael,
1: is there anything you'd like to say for yourself?
0: Uh, yes. You know, uh, Denver is a great city, and everyone should visit. It's a good time. A lot of good uh, breweries out there, and uh, yeah, that's all I would have to say. That's is uh, that what you were? Uh, is that what you were talking about, Tyler?
1: Oh, Michael, the shame, the shame. Not the sure shame. what else you could be referring to. Um. So everyone knows the anticipated matchup of the week in the the dynasty league. It was Mike against myself.
0: Now, it could be some shenanigans because I do feel like Tyler is in charge of the matchups, and I think he waited till I was going to be <laughs> gone on vacation to uh, to set up the matchup between me and him so he could win. D-
1: I don't even know. If you can use that excuse, I demolished you in like every category. They weren't even close. Uh
0: yeah. It didn't go well. It could have gone better. I just
1: look you should still make the playoffs now. Like, come on. You got it, you got a good team, but you did not you did not fare well this week, my friend.
0: I was uh I was just phoning it in. That was my bad. I know when I come uh, when I play against Tyler, I need to uh, step up my game. And you know what? I didn't. I didn't do that, and that is that is my fault. You really, um, you really uh, did yourself in uh, in quite a few categories. You really, you, you snuck by on steals, but that's about it.
1: Well, and here's the other thing too. Like my team was a little bit banged up this week too, so I, I'm feeling pretty good about it because Draymond missed some time. Jimmy Butler obviously missed some time with the crazy yeah. trade, so um, I'm still
0: feeling pretty good about it. That's true. Uh, huge news over the weekend, the Jimmy Butler trade, and we're, we're going to get right into that and talk about Jimmy Butler to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, does this make the 76ers the, the best team in the East, second best team in the East, third best team in the East? Are they in the same spot as they were uh, two days ago? Well – so I I don't know that this made the team really that
1: much better. I don't know that it really made it any worse, though, either. I mean, they gave up two starters to get one. Now, granted, Jimmy Butler is a top 15 player in the NBA. But from a real basketball perspective, like, they hurt their depth quite a bit. And their power forward options, which I get that there's not too many, like, true power forwards out there anymore, but their power forward options are not great now.
0: Yeah, they're kind of running a weird a weird team, but they were running a weird team in the first place. And uh, I think if they can figure it out around Jimmy Butler, now granted, his style of play is not perfect uh, uh, with Embiid and Ben Simmons, but uh, I have a feeling someone as uh, crazy and focused as Jimmy Butler is going to figure it out. It's it's uh, it's more that is he going to come in on that team and act like he owns the team like he did at the end of his years in Chicago and also as he was doing in Minnesota? Uh, is he going to clash with those guys, especially Embiid, who's not afraid to talk shit? Or will that, like, actually help where Embiid, he'll, him and Embiid will go at each other and make each other better, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot to be told. And, I mean, people, you know, that's the pontificating thing is, like, oh, are they the best team in the East now? Well, even if it made them the best team in the East today, there's a long way before we decide who the best team in the East is, and there will be a lot of things that affect that, like injuries and other trades. And
0: um, yeah, I would definitely
1: yeah. say Toronto's still the deepest team in the East.
0: They've been the most impressive team for sure. Um, I still think Toronto's the team to beat, but now Philly has some has an asset that allows them to go at Boston and. The Raptors, where beforehand I think they were they could play with them, but maybe they they couldn't go at those two teams. But this trade has a lot of fantasy impact, so I want to talk about the entire trade. Uh, the Sixers get Jimmy Butler and the uh, you know the legend Justin Patton, who's played like seven minutes I think in his career. Um, not turns out not better than Lowry marketing. Turns out, uh, well, pro- probably a bad has trade he for them.
1: Really been healthy? Like I mean, he's had that foot injury.
0: Like every every year, yeah. So two I, years.
1: Um, I don't really know what to say about him at this point. Um, so yeah, I have
0: no idea if he's good or not. And to me, that means he's not. You know, if I if I can't even tell you, but the Timberwolves uh, receive one of our favorite fantasy players, beautiful Bob Covington, uh, who under Tibbs minutes could um, see something interesting. But we'll break that down here a little bit. They also got Darius Saric and Jared Bayless in a, a 2022 second round pick. Uh, Tyler, let's start on the Sixers. And let's just start with the guy who we, and we've, we've said this before, so it might be a little bit quick. Um, Jimmy Butler, no matter – we've said this basically everywhere we thought he could go. Uh, the Sixers, I, I don't think we've ever thought about him on the Sixers But every place that we thought Jimmy Butler could go, we just didn't see a world where his value would decrease very much at all.
1: Yeah, no, and we talk about maybe he plays a minute or two less a game when he's not playing the crazy Tibbs minutes. Yeah,
0: probably going to play like 32 minutes a game.
1: So we could talk about that, maybe decreasing his value a tiny touch. But other than that, I mean, I think he's Jimmy Butler. I still think he's going to get you darn near 20 points. And I think people are worried about that because they're like, oh, they got Embiid and Simmons, like blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, Simmons only scored 15 points a game last year. So to have two guys that score 20 and a guy who scores 15 is not that uncommon.
0: Um, I'm good, yeah, I'm going to regurgitate my uh, my Houston take in that when good – actually, when great players – and I'm going to call Embiid and, and Ben Simmons great because they are uh, – when great players play with other great players, they make each other better, not worse. And the only exception to that is LeBron, but uh, I'm not going to get into a LeBron hate rant. Um, Jimmy is going to be more open. They're going to have to throw different defensive looks at Jimmy because they're also going to have to guard Ben Simmons. They're also going to have to guard Embiid. um, Embiid's pretty much unguardable Ben Simmons is pretty close to being unguardable so I think it makes each one of those guys a little bit better having another threat on the floor like Jimmy Butler Um, I think even though with the, the decrease in minutes Jimmy Butler's still gonna get his maybe you drop him down a rank or two but like at that point it's not really uh, I don't think you're. I'm trying. I'm not trying to sell Jimmy Butler right now. I think he's going to be perfectly fine. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to get Ben Simmons. He's going to have someone who can, who's actually competent to pass to, uh, more competent than uh, the very streaky Bob Covington. Anyway, so all these guys, I don't. I don't see really taking much of a of a setback. It, maybe some touches from Ben Simmons, but I don't see any of the major players here taking a setback. Uh, especially in Philly, no. I mean, I think those three
1: are all going to be great. And the the one that will get pointed to will be Embiid. But if you're following Embiid's season so far, like he's off to a crazy hot start and he's just taking an inordinate amount of shots and has a very, very high usage. Um, so it'll get pointed to that, oh, he got hurt a little bit by the trade, but really it'll just be some natural regression in numbers that weren't sustainable through, well, their first 12 games.
0: Yeah, and if you go uh, listen to our sell high podcast from last week, I believe we did talk about Embiid uh, as one of the characters who is is a decent sell high candidate. Let me let me verify that. Um, yeah, we did. All right, good. I'm a, I'm a, I remember what happened last week. A lot there was a lot of uh, substance abuse in Denver, so I'm uh, I'm trying to make sure I remember what actually happened uh, in our podcast last week. Uh, so nailed it It'd be definitely sell high candidate because of the way he's playing. Not because of the Jimmy Butler situation. Uh, let's talk about some of the, the, the outside characters on Philadelphia. Uh, Marco Fultz probably hurts his usage though. I'm not sure I was terribly excited about having Marco Fultz on my team at this point in the season anyway.
1: Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see which way they play that starting lineup now, because Fultz is not a great shooter and obviously i think they're going to ask jimmy butler to do the kind of playmaking Fultz was doing so do they move Fultz into that six-man role which is probably the best spot for him now or and they probably should put reddick in the starting lineup over Fultz. mentioning to see if they do that or how uh coach brett brown wants to play that
0: yeah i'm hoping but... this is a good excuse to be like all right the Fultz experiment is over um Jimmy Butler is Jimmy Butler and he's going to play. And, you know, Mark Kelly's kind of in your spot. So uh, you're going to come off the bench and you're going to get to – and, like, hopefully that's, like, a good, like, marketing excuse why to move to move Mark Hill out of the starting lineup and not saying, you know what, you you need to come off the bench because you're not that good. Uh, so hopefully that works out and gets J.J. a little bit more playing time. Uh, I agree with that. I'd like to uh, – if J.J. isn't owned in your leagues, he, sh- he should be because uh, he's worth – owning in a standard league right now in the first place and with a little bit more playing time uh, available for him, you, uh, you'll you see a little uptick in minutes for him. That would be good. And they
1: could also start them both. I mean, that's kind of an underrated thought here. And um, Obviously, so their power forward options right now is, obviously, they could play Simmons there, but he's really going to be the point guard on offense. Um, or they could play Wilson Chandler or Mike Muscala. Those are kind of the two other options they have as power forwards. Um, I would think it would be Wilson Chandler, but we don't really know. And Wilson Chandler's missed a lot of games so far this season. Now he's finally healthy. Um, but we saw a kind of bad Wilson Chandler last year in Denver. We've seen some fairly decent seasons from Wilson Chandler in the past. Um, I would say both those guys are kind of speculative pickups, such that they take that power forward role and run with it. Um, I'm not really sure which way that's going to go at this point. I'm not really even sure Mike Muscala would be worth holding if he did get the starting role and got the lion's share of those minutes. I think Wilson Chandler probably would be, but
0: there's no guarantee that that's going to happen yet. Yeah. Um, I My bet, if I had to bet, is Wilson Chandler is going to take uh, some more those those Sarge minutes. But is that really something I'm going to – gain value from uh wilson like we said wilson chandler uh hasn't really been terribly relevant in the last couple years um you know depending on his situation uh and i would say even though his situation is going to get better in philly i don't think it's going to get good enough i don't think he's gonna play like 32 minutes a night uh which would make him borderline relevant in a standard league, I guess, but I mean, I, 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 why am I wasting a waiver wire pick on someone like that in a standard league when I think there's probably better guys out there?
1: Well, I mean, here's the thing to say about it when he's played 30 minutes. Now, obviously, we'll we'll save last year, but he's shown that he can be a decent source of points. He'll give you some decent rebounds. He hits some three-pointers. He shoots a relatively good field goal percentage um, the last three years. And he gives you, like, .7 steals and like, half a block. So, I mean, they're not great numbers, but um, I think that, and especially in a league, 12 teams that everyone's really paying attention and the wire's a little bit thinner, or especially in deeper leagues, to get
0: that guy for free, um, that's definitely a worthwhile pickup. Yeah. I mean, if he's available, it's not the worst pickup in the world, right? If you're going to get someone who's going to give you some – if you're in a deeper league and you're going to get those minutes – and minutes are minutes, and they're the most important stat uh, that, that we look at here in fantasy basketball for the most part. Um, I just think if I'm looking – depending on your waiver wire, um, he's not my first choice. I'm not it's, I'm not burning my top waiver on him. Well, we've, we've
1: seen some really good waiver wire guys kind of pop up here in the last yeah. week or two too. So, I mean, I'm not definitely not saying he's my top pickup, but I would say – there are some leagues where he may be the top pickup, especially leagues that are like 14, 16 teams. I mean, he was playing 13 minutes a game. through. The, he's only played three games so far this year. So there's a good chance that he's available out there for free, even in some deeper leagues.
0: That could be true. And that I'm much more interested in. Let's go to the other side of this trade. Um, man, So, someone in, in Minnesota is going to be – a lot, lot happier. And and I'm guessing that someone is Carl Anthony Towns, who if you hadn't already bought low on by now, which was going to be a hard thing to do anyway, because someone wasted their first pick on, I wouldn't say waste, actually. Someone spent their first pick on Carl Anthony Towns. Weird start to the season with all the drama. If you can snag Carl Anthony Towns still for a second round pick, I would because Carl Anthony Towns is going to have a monster year just like he always does. And now that Jimmy's gone, all positive for Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so I wrote a buy-low article for Fantasy Pros last
1: week, um, and I, this was before the trade even happened. I made the the statement um, in my sell section that I was selling Joel Embiid, and I said, if you value Carl Anthony Towns ahead of Joel Embiid on draft day, which you should have, Yes. Why would you not make that move today? Like, yeah, Joel Embiid's had a great 10 games, but I feel like that was just a wise move to make. And now I think that move looks even better. And I think there's a lot of leagues where you can make that move. Like, people see o. Embiid's numbers and people get really hyped about Embiid because he talks the trash and he does a lot of amazing things that other people can't do. Well, don't forget Carl Anthony Towns can do a lot of those same things, and he's a lot better at some of those, including shooting three-pointers. Like, Towns is the best three-point shooting big man in the NBA. Um, Joel Embiid shoots three-pointers, but he's really not that efficient at it. Um, I just think Carl Anthony Towns, especially going back to that one role, number one role by himself, um, is probably back in the top five players. So if you can buy him for anything outside of that, I would do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, if you hadn't got him by now, I know he had that blow up game, thirty nine points or whatever. Uh, really good stats across the board. Like Anthony Jones was always going to come back, so I think it's now it's too late because well, yeah, and Monday night's, the team,
1: too late. Monday night's definitely your last chance because they play um, tonight on Monday night, and such that they're not going to have Jeff Teague, they're not going to probably have. Um, any of the guys from the trade quite yet, because the call doesn't go in until tomorrow morning. So I don't know if those guys will even be ready to play. Um, he will probably go off, so expect that.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I also like, well, we've said this uh, quite a few times, Jeff Teague, even though he's been injured, he's been out for a while. Um, and, you know, the injury doesn't look like it's, I don't know, it doesn't look like it's going to be too serious. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, this is to be on and off Jeff Tips? Teague. through. The rest of the year, kind of thing. I don't think it's going to be that. I mean, you got to worry about Derrick Rose's uh, throwback year. That's the only thing Jeff Teague's going to worry about. So Tibbs said on Saturday when they played that
1: Jeff Teague was close to returning and he thought that it would happen within the next couple games. Now, do we believe that or not? That's up to you, right? He, he, the words
0: came out of his mouth. That's all I'll say. I mean, right? I don't see a reason Tibbs is messing around with Jeff Teague's return, you know?
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I we don't have any reason to believe that he lied, but like, it wouldn't be the first coach who said something and was either misinformed or just sure. threw a curveball. You know what I mean? Like, um, well, take, it, they're, they're, take it
0: for what it's worth. I guess taking is my point. they're taking it day by day, right? And still, when Jeff T comes back, he was underrated last year, and we thought he was still underrated this year. He hasn't played at all, so the owners probably not too happy about him. I he uh, we had him in our buy low segment. Um, his value improves with Jimmy Butler out. You've seen it last year when Jimmy Butler was injured. Jeff Teague takes more of the ball handling uh, and and asserts himself more on the on the offensive end. And that's always a good thing for fantasy basketball. Well,
1: and um, the pieces probably just fit a little better around him too, right? The guy like Covington, who's more of a spot-up three-point shooter. Yep. And so like the pieces also align a little bit better for Jeff Teague to maximize his Jeff Teagness.
0: That is uh, – Jeff Teigness should be the verb of the day. Um, and someone who's got way less Jeff Teigness than Jeff Teague, Uh Robert Covington, who is going to start and is going to play extra minutes, that's a positive for Bob Covington. I'm not going to go out and say all of a sudden this jumps him into another tier of player. I think Bob Covington going to do what – what he does, which is really good steals and really good threes. And uh, is very streaky. And I would continue to own Bob Covington. I wouldn't sell him. I don't think his, his, uh, his value definitely isn't going down. If anything, it's going a little bit up with a little bit of bump in minutes.
1: I'm with you there. And I also think too, that on this team, you know, he may just fit a little bit better.
0: Um, a little more traditional team,
1: yeah. And so, I I don't know. I'm 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 a big fan of Bob Covington. You know that. And I think that if Bob Covington finishes outside the top sixty, I'd be really really surprised.
0: So this is the guy I find most interesting with this trade because I'm pretty sure I haven't seen a consensus about what Dario Saric's role is going to be in Minnesota. Uh, we're going to find out, right? But just with my insider knowledge of going to too many Bulls games uh, during the Thibodeau era, I have a feeling he's probably going to be pretty stubborn about putting Dario Saric into the starting lineup. I still think Tosh Gibson is going is going to be the guy who gets the most minutes moving forward, at least in the short term.
1: So this is really where this trade gets maybe the most interesting for fantasy because we don't really – we have no idea.
0: And Dario Sarge is a really, really uh, nice fantasy player.
1: And a very – I mean, so here's the crazy thing about Dario Sarge. He was a very poor shooter from both the three-point and field goal his first year, and then he really bumped those efficiencies up last year. Um, so I don't know that we really even know what Dario Sarge is at this point. <laughs> um, so he's still 24 years old. He's shown a lot of talent and skill in Philly. I don't know. I mean, Taj Gibson's getting up there. We've seen him play Taj Gibson off the bench before, but in his time in Minnesota, he started Taj Gibson Taj, the entire t-
0: yeah. time. Taj Gibson is the most, and has been for a couple of years, the most underrated NBA player. In the entire league, the guy is just always in the right spot. He is always working hard. He's improved his game slightly every single year. Well, and here's the Sarge one. is just more of a, a, a all around talent, and you want to see him play those big minutes, right? But even in 30 minutes this year in Philly, he's been
1: mediocre. Well, his shot has not been falling, and it's only 13 games, so we should freak out too much about that. Yeah. But he sh- he's shooting 36%. Like, that's not going to hold. Um, here's the crazy thing, though, and this I think is worth mentioning, is Tibbs doesn't split minutes.
0: Mm-mm. Tibbs nope. plays
1: his starters 35 and his bench the other 13. So that's scary, right? That's scary to have either one of these guys at this point because – we don't really know who's going to get it and whoever gets, it's probably going to get all the value and the other guy's going to get no value. So, yeah. And this is it's
0: a Gorgie Dang situation where if Gorgie Dang played like 22 minutes, he was not standardly relevant. And if he played 29 minutes, he was, and I feel like Dario Saric is the same way. If he plays 30 minutes, he's standardly relevant. If he's going to play 21, 20, he's not. Um, this, I think this could go one of two ways, right? Taj Gibson is the slow and steady, always going to get you almost a block, almost a steal, um, just really, really solid contributor. But you know, like a you know a bottom of your standard league contributor, um, even though he is consistent. There is a risk reward here with Dario Saric, and I would I would take that risk reward if he's available on a waiver wire. I'd pick him up and hold him. If he's not, trading him is going to be a little bit difficult. And I think your best case scenario is is that Thibodeau doesn't play him off the right off the back, which is going to completely negate that dude's value, and that owner is going to look to either drop him, which you could go on the waiver wire, or after this first game game or two, if Darius is not playing very minutes, offer that owner the 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 guy at the bottom of your bench, and see if he takes the takes the bait because, you know, there could be a a, a a time period where Thibodeau does not trust Dario Sarge until he sees him uh, practicing for 14 hours a day, uh, which is what Tibbs demands. And once he sees the commitment from Sarge, he makes that switch to, you know, free up more space for Carl Thitty Towns or, or make the adjustment to a, uh, a team. And I, I think it's risky, but it's, I think it's worth the risk because Dario Sarge playing, you know, Tibbs minutes, Tibbs starters minutes is a very nice fantasy asset.
1: Yeah, so I agree with everything you said, and I'm still going to stick with the, the final parting thought of we're just going to have to wait to see how this plays out, really, before we can give you any concrete advice. And anyone who's telling you otherwise is kind of full of it, man. They're yeah, they don't of, know. They're lying they don't know to nothing. you, man. They're just making a guess. I, like, in my weekly schedule primer, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, I made the pontification, that
0: wow. That's started, a big word, Tyler.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm chock full Impressed. of him today. Um, I made that, that Sarge is going to get the start. I don't see why you'd trade for a guy like Sarge to play him. I mean, a 24 year old guy, 25, 24, 25 year old guy to play him 13 minutes a game, but it's Tibbs, and sometimes Tibbs does Tibbs things.
0: Yeah. Tibbs loves to Tibbs, and I guarantee you he will Tibbs. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of verbs, a lot of using last names for verbs up there in Minnesota. Uh, but if you guys have any other questions about the Jimmy trade uh, as we move forward, uh, feel free to hit us up. You can find me at WatchTheBoxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. That's W-A-T-T-S. Tyler, you have a great um, week five primer up there on hashtagbasketball.com uh and le- like let's let's get into it what's what's looking good uh for our our additions the guys to pick up off the waiver wire for week five
1: so the warriors play a five game week they're the only team and the the schedule this week is absolutely bonkers and i'll, I'll explain that why i say that here in a minute but they play five games and it's a weird time for them to play five games draymond green is expected to be back on monday okay. so that's good Right, We haven't seen Draymond play in the last two or three games, so there's no sure thing there. And Steph Curry is day-to-day with his groin strain, and we really have no clue if he plays at all in any of the five games. Yeah, and
0: often the Warriors, like, we don't even talk about him because everybody who's rosterable is rostered, and everybody else on that team is not rosterable.
1: Yeah, so... Um, obviously, if Curry sits out, I think Quinn Cook is a great pickup, and we've seen any time that Quinn Cook starts, he scores, he gets you rebounds, he gets you assists. Um, Yeah, so I we don't know. I actually put him in this week as my number one pickup, and I'm not even sure if that's the right call, because if Curry comes back and plays on Monday, that's going to look real bad, and if Curry misses the whole week, I think it's going to look real good, so... That's a that's a gamble, especially if you're in a weekly lock league. That is a real gamble.
0: High risk, high reward. Um, and I like that move. If you are uh, desperate for some wins, like maybe I am in in a couple leagues, uh, perhaps in the redraft listener league, I'm desperate for some wins, so I might be making that pickup of Quinn Cook from the Golden State Warriors. I like him. Uh, as as you said, like why not? Especially if you're in like a daily league, like pick him up. So, you can get some games out of them. When Curry comes back, you can drop them. It's all good. I'm a little bit more interested, and I'm interested in maybe even a long term value in another guy on your list, Tyler. And his name is Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, he's back from injury, and he's got that point guard spot in San Antonio.
1: Yeah, so um, they're one of 12 teams to play four games this week. So, that's worth noting. Um, and then the bottom of this week gets crazy, and I, I want to say this real quick before I get on to Derek White. The Pistons only play one game, so that's I don't st- that's really weird. What's that about? Well, and here's the thing: like I thought maybe they were going on an overseas trip, but they're not. They play like the Raptors on in Canada the next Monday, but they play like on Wednesday of this week and not at all
0: any other time. So and, I, I and then they play Cleveland next Monday.
1: Yeah. So like I don't understand why. 'cause we even, got,
0: we even got four teams with two only two games. That's I mean that's less rare but still weird. So, here was my
1: question, okay? As far as the two te- two the two game teams are the Hornets, Cavaliers, Pacers, Bucks, okay? So, standard 12 team league. Assuming the waiver wire is just the normal 12 team waiver wire, okay. okay? Any of those two game guys that you're going to start save Giannis and maybe Victor Oladipo and maybe Chris Middleton. Like even Victor Oladipo and Chris Middleton. Kemba. Okay, Kemba, yeah. And I probably should have put him in there. But like even Middleton and Oladipo though, I would check the waiver wire before starting them in this sense. Like, okay, so let's say they both have two 20-point games with a steal and – four assists and five rebounds so that's 10 rebounds that's eight assists that's two steals that's 40 points well if you can find a guy playing four games off the wire they only have to average 10 points
0: probably gonna have a better week than those guys
1: yeah so here's the reality like you probably don't have 10 better guys to start than them but at the same time you might you really might. And especially in a shallower league, like 10-team leagues, I'm probably going to bench both Middleton and Oladipo. I might still start Giannis just because he could have the crazy game where he drops like 40 and he'll be happy. But, yeah, that's those are dangerous, um, especially with the amount of teams playing a lot of games. So that's what we're saying, I think. Um, and then Derek White. Man, I wish I knew what a Derek White was.
0: Who's Is he Derek Whiting? well or is he is Derek Whiting a a a terrible verb is that a bad verb
1: well here's the thing so really the only sample sizes we have that are worth anything are from the G League and from games he played in the Las Vegas Summer League like he played 17 games last year but he only played eight minutes a game so throw out all those stats because they were all like garbage time minutes for the most part So you can't really even look at that and think anything. He played 17 minutes the first game he played this season. Now he was coming back from injury, so maybe that's why Pop limited his minutes. Then he played 30 in the last game and put up a really fantasy-friendly stat line. In those games in the G League and Summer League, he's put up a really fantasy-friendly stat line, including getting you a lot of steals and blocks, which are categories that are always tough to find. But he's 24 years old, and he the Spurs didn't play him at all last year for a reason I would think right and he was not like he was super young and this and that so I mean I think the minutes are safe I'm just not exactly sure what you're gonna get from him and I wish I could say Um, I think he'll score a little bit I think he'll probably get you some assists get you a couple rebounds steals and blocks could be good I would safely say though that we can't bank on any of that and would it super surprise me if Pop played Patty Mills thirty minutes and played him seventeen or eighteen or twenty in one of the games this week. Um, it wouldn't shock
0: me. Yeah, I'm still willing to take that flyer on Derek White. I just like I, I upsides I, there. The the amount of, he's playing four games. Uh, I, you're right. It's still an unknown. Uh, this could, it could be someone you end up dropping by the end of the week. But and
1: if you're uh, if you're in uh, a the
0: league, there right. Like the minutes could be there, and the and the talent could be there too. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you're looking for a guy to pick up and hold for a while, that you're hoping to hold, now maybe you don't hold him, but if you're hoping to hold, I think Derek White's probably a better pickup than almost anybody on the waiver wire. I mean, he's got a great week this week, and he's got the potential to have a very lasting fantasy impact. That's That word potential is thrown in there, right? You know, potential just means you haven't done anything yet. So
0: True. So I, I'm going to wait and see, Uh, but I'm going to wait and see. How he plays with him on on my roster, because yes, and I, I, I have actually team. picked him up in two of my leagues, and so I'm was it I'm in holding- one of our leagues, Tyler? Because I better not have been because I I just got back from Denver, really taking advantage of this vacation. If you picked up Derek White,
1: I did not, not not in any league. I'm in with you, so you're safe. But there's the other leagues thing: leagues are a little but,
0: too deep. I think Derek White's probably already up.
1: Yeah, I, I believe Derek White was drafted in both. Oh, there you go. So yeah, Derek White, what a what a guy. Twenty six percent owned in Yahoo League, so definitely out there. Quinn Cook was only twenty four percent, so these guys are definitely out there on waiver wires.
0: Nice. Um, this week is going to be, like you said, Tyler, kind of weird with a couple teams only playing two, uh, and, and apparently for some reason Detroit. I actually thought that was a typo. The Detroit only playing one game this week, uh, and but they're playing their one game on the busiest night on Wednesday. We got eleven teams playing on uh, Wednesday, ten on Saturday, eight on Friday. So a very busy weekend. But Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday are the low the low marks for the uh, for this week. And uh, I'd say there's there's a team I'm looking directly at right now who are playing only three games this week, but they're playing Tuesday and Thursday on the low marks, and they are number one in pace this season right now talk about the atlanta hawks they're number one in pace and i I keep telling everybody pay attention to that pace number that so there's a difference between a, a good team with pace and a bad team with pace bad team with pace is the best team to start your random guys with you know like if you're kind of a debating on whether to start a guy or not or if you got a guy on your bench in a roto league uh if if uh What's his name? Triple J. What is it? I can't. I have already forgotten his name. jaron Jackson Jr. jaron Jackson Jr. My fa- my favorite rookie. Um, I like I said too much uh, too many beers in uh, Denver for me this weekend. Um, Jared Jackson Jr. If he's playing against Atlanta, give him the start. If if Miles Turner is playing against Atlanta, give him the start. You know, if you if you're in a roto league, I'm talking about roto specific. Obviously, you're probably going to start those guys if you're in a head-to-head league, which is why uh, you know quality starts matter so much more in a roto league. And I'm saying quality starts. Here are your teams, your top pace teams. You got the Hawks, the Kings, the Lakers, the Pelicans. Like those are your top four uh, teams when it comes to pace, and those are the t- teams I'm going to be looking at to uh, play guys against. And uh, we got lucky; like Atlanta just happens to play on Tuesday and Thursday, and so there's a, a couple players you know jeremy lynn's a risky ad there and uh, alex lynn we always like him even though um not playing enough minutes to to be more than a streamer but uh those two guys are interesting ads for your tuesday thursday stream Uh, you got any other suggestions uh, of maximizing your your streamers this this week tyler
1: so here's another thing i want to say quickly about the hawks um Dwayne Dedman missed tonight's or Sunday night's game because uh the birth of his child. So there's no there's no guarantee he's gonna be back on Tuesday. Um so with him out, they started Alex Len and Amari Spellman. Um they moved Vince Carter to the bench, which shout out to Vince Carter for doing Vince Carter things. Um both those guys could be a little more interesting, especially if Deadman's out. John Collins probably not gonna play. Yeah. Um, both those guys could see some extra minutes and obviously both are been pretty fantasy friendly and limited minutes. So, I mean, getting those guys up 25, 30 minutes a game would be huge for their fantasy value and would make them definitely worth picking up. Um, There's always a lot of guys here that are basically like single category ads or two category ads. Like you can't expect a ton from them, but I think that's a good way to win your, your head-to-head matchups is like you pick up a guy who helps you in two categories and you write it out like for example pj tucker is up one thirty-six percent of leagues he plays on tuesday and thursday tucker he's always a good three-point shooter he gets you like five six rebounds a game he gets you like a steal a game like he can help you in those three categories if those are the three categories you need to win to win your matchup that's the guy you stream. If you're looking for more big man stats, well then obviously you got to go for an Alex Len or an Amari Spellman. Like you got to know your matchup and you got to know what you're doing to maximize your ads. And I think that's, that's one thing we can't really help you with because we're not looking at your matchup and saying, this is what you need.
0: True. Um, you're going to have to pay attention to that. And that's why that article on hashtag basketball.com that Tyler writes is so uh, useful. It's something I look at every single week uh, Damian Dotson on the Knicks uh, Friday Sunday stream. Not not really sure I was paying uh, any attention to Damian Dotson. Probably should have been. Uh, averaging twelve points, six rebounds, and almost two three pointers made. Uh, what what do? You, why is he only owned in eighteen percent of leagues?
1: Because I think everyone thinks he's not a real player. They're like, who is this guy? This guy can't be real.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel about it, and so uh, that's why I was surprised to see that he was playing so well.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, he keeps playing 30 minutes. Uh, he's even playing more minutes tonight than Frank Delacchino, which shout out to Coach Fizdale for that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I'm surprised by. It's like, all right, this guy had a couple good games, cool, whatever. He's not going to play very much, but he continues to play, and that's that's very surprising.
1: Yeah, and I think the 18% thing is like, oh, he's going to turn into a pumpkin at some point, but when I mean, we're talking about streaming, Like, obviously you're not planning on holding those people, so... Pick him up, use him, get rid of him. Um, he doesn't give you much in defensive stats. I will say that like if you're looking for defensive stats, he's not really a ton of help, but he's getting over 12 points. He's getting 5.7 rebounds. He's getting 1.83
0: pointers. Um, yeah, that's definitely a worthwhile add. Absolutely. Uh, there is more really excellent tidbits over there. Hashtag basketball.com. Go check out Tyler's uh, Week 5 Primer. Tyler, uh, I know you, get, you you got a new gig. So why don't you plug that new gig? Um, yeah, so I write a
1: weekly article now for Fantasy Pros, um, buying and selling players for Fantasy Basketball. Um, in the last one, there was much talk about DeAndre Jordan and his crazy numbers so far. Um, and then I recommended two people to buy and two people to sell um, in your leagues. And in that, I try to use guys who are – Pretty universally owned, and so I think it's it's pretty helpful. And uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to do. Uh, it, it makes me think about fantasy basketball that much more. So I like it.
0: Congratulations, Tyler! It's that's a good article too. I'm gonna have to start reading now. I have to start reading more articles. Um, I'm just gonna follow Tyler around, and you can follow him too on Twitter at Tyler P Watts W A T T S. He posts all of the articles that he is writing, all the stuff that he's up to, including his a love affair with the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who are coming into Chicago tomorrow. Um, so I'm hoping things work out where I can catch that uh, catch that game live in person. Um, yeah,
1: so uh, Luka Doncic just had a crazy game over the weekend um, against the Thunder, and they picked up a victory. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely worth seeing, the craziness of Luka Doncic. And, oh, my man, so I got to tell you this because this is just – It makes me laugh every time. So every time I write an article when he has a good game, he's had three straight games with over 20 points. Um, He just set a new career high in assists with eight. He had uh, eight, six, and 22 against the Thunder on Saturday night. And every time I write an article, there'll be people who message me like, yeah, man, but he's still too slow to play in the NBA. Oh, yeah, man, but this score is not going to keep up. He's just too slow. And I'm like, what what more do
0: you want, guys? He's averaging – I don't know how anyone could say he's too slow to play in the NBA when he's playing in the NBA. Um, so she, yeah, and he's
1: averaging over 20 points a game through his first 12 games in the NBA. He's a rookie. He's <laughs> through, 19. And he continually drives past NBA players, including driving past Paul George on at least two occasions to stick out in my mind. There you go. Paul George is one of the absolute best defenders in the NBA.
0: We we talked about this in the preseason. We talked about this when we broke down our rookies. And we, we, we both said Luka Doncic is the number one pick. Like I get why you're going Aiden, uh perhaps, but we, Luka Doncic should be the number one pick. And then when the whole Atlanta thing happened, we were beside ourselves. And uh even if Trey Young continues to be, you know, pretty good, uh Doncic feels like a once in a once in a generation talent. And I think everybody like it's really weird. Like the really good teams saw that coming, and then the bad teams were like, he's too slow? He hasn't accomplished anything." It's like, well, no, he's accomplished more than any nineteen-year-old probably ever has. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so the the two guys
1: who were formerly from Draft Express, who now work for ESPN, were on uh, the Woj podcast. Did you catch that? No, no, dude, they were just. Oh man. Okay, so hey, go back and listen to it. I'm I'm pretty sure it dropped on Friday, but it might have dropped on Saturday. I'm not exactly 100 percent sure. Yeah, I, like, I like
0: those guys. They really they really do know their stuff. Is losing Draft Express behind the uh, ESPN Paywall is one of the uh, the worst things that, that uh, happened to me in the last two years.
1: Yeah. So they they did this like little bit on Doncic, and they went through like a lot of the rookies, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Trey Young. They did a lot of them. Um and Willard was just asking him questions about him, and they were just slaughtering teams for basically overlooking Doncic because he was competing against men, and some of the time he didn't have a great game, and they were like just saying things like, "Oh yeah, he's bad because he wasn't playing other nineteen-year-old kids; he was playing grown men."
0: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't playing like guys who won't even make a a, a, a European team. So like. Those college kids, they play against guys who can't even make the teams that Luka Dachis was playing against.
1: Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's just crazy that he slipped that far. And they were saying a lot of the same things. It's like, just crazy that he slipped that far. And it's crazy that so many like the, these teams just completely overlooked them. I mean, the Kings, like, what, what in the world? Just what in the world, Kings? I mean, yeah. literally, like, that draft class, and they were talking about this too, that draft class looks so good with so many, like, maybe potentially
0: top, tier players in it right you got jaron jackson you got Doncic, you got wendell carter five all-stars out out, out of that and i don't think any of them are going to be coming off the kicks
1: yeah and then and then then the Kings got marvin bagley who's a fine player like i mean he's he's actually performing a little bit better than i expected he would yeah um so far this season but at the same time like he's not any of those players and you pick second so there was like a lot of a lot of pots to choose from and you picked the absolute wrong one
0: yeah i'm gonna have to listen to that just to see what they have to say uh, about window carter jr who looks fantastic i'm very excited about his future as well um yeah there's a there's a lot to look forward to we are not that far into the season it's only week five it feels like the nba has been here for a very very long time and it hasn't even been a month um so there's a, a long way to go out there everybody don't panic I hope you're liking these segments that we're doing every week we've gotten some feedback on them it's all been positive so respect uh, to you out there who's given us feedback on Twitter you can find me at watch the boxes you can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts or if you want to be uh, put in a little extra to support the podcast go check out patreon.com/ watching the boxes all you patreon subscribers out there shout out to you. Thank you for helping the podcast uh, basically continue and also to improve because your feedback gets incorporated into the content that we put out here. So if you want to help um, kind of steer the show, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Go check that out. And that's it for tonight. We'll see you soon.